Hey, welcome to the Pass Control Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and I got Mike here. Yeah, I'm here. And uh, in this week's episode, episode 87, we talk about uh, Boston Uprising. We talk about what we've been playing, what we've been doing the past week. Mm-hmm. We talk about all the games that got leaked mm-hmm. online prior to E3. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about what we think Nintendo has up their sleeve. Mm-hmm. And we touch on Call of Duty and its losing Losing. Uh, I don't know. Not losing, but getting rid of single player. Um, so stay tuned for all that. But before we get on to the episode, this week's episode is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Patty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on what these treats are. And if you do head down, let them know what Pass the Controller sent you. And if you are in the Salem, Massachusetts area, we're going to be able to travel up here on Wednesday, May 16th from 8 to 10. It's that time of the month where we host Jackbox Party Night at Bit Bar. If you can make it, we'll be there. We have prizes. Down the road, we'll be supporting the night with us with some giveaways. And uh, it's always a good time. If you can't make it, don't worry. You can always hang out with us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash passcontroller. You can play from your home or from wherever you are. And it's always a blast. Mike usually eats some delicious food, and I'm usually uh, struggling to decide what I want to eat until much later into the night because I'm dumb. Mm-hmm. Is that about right, Mike? Mm, yeah, just about. Um, and as always, you can find us on the internet at passthecontroller.io, on Twitch, like I said, at twitch.tv slash passcontroller, and on Twitter and Instagram at passcontroller. And if you're a fan of the show, which seems like you are since you're listening to this right now, if you don't already subscribe to us, hit the subscribe subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform and show us that love. And if you, even if you don't listen to us on iTunes, if you have an iTunes account and would be so courteous to leave us a review on iTunes, we'd be super appreciative. It really helps us out. It helps us grow our audience and it helps us grow what we're trying to do here. So we appreciate it if you can take the time to go on iTunes Leave us a review. Obviously, five stars and something nice would be great, but be honest. Don't lie. We're, we're a three-star podcast. Uh, I don't know, Mike. They're all five stars to start. So, But yeah, and uh, before we hit, hit play on episode 87 this week, uh, we do have some delicious new intro and outro music courtesy of the one and only Super Soul Bros. And if you don't know who they are, you can check them out on social media at Super Soul Bros or at their website, supersoulbros.com. And enjoy this week's episode, episode 87. So many things happened that were like, Mike would love this. Yeah. Well, you used up all your chances early in the week. 
we had we had a busy I mean, we had a busy week for one, mm. and then we just you know we saw each other too much. Yeah. There's only so much we can take of each other. But so last night we went to uh, Jen's friend's show. It was at the Middle East, and it was my first time seeing her band and hearing her music. But Blind Spot is the name of their band. Fantastic. They're local to Boston. Uh, it was it was good stuff. I was very impressed. Normally, like, you know, not normally, but a lot of times when someone's like, hey, let's go see my band or see my friend that plays something, it's not, like, amazing. You know what I mean? I get, I'm trying to... I don't know. I'm trying to remember any time that happened to me. I feel like there's been times where I've gone to someone, like, you know, it was my friend, whatever, and I've gone and been like, meh, it's okay. Or like, meh, whatever. I was like, they were really good. Blind Spot's fantastic. Um, so uh, check them out if you're into, I rock? I don't know. If, I, I, don't know I don't know how rock gets categorized anymore. I don't know if, like, rock exists anymore. Alt-rock? Is that still a thing? I don't even Alt-rock know. Alt-rock is still a thing. I would probably put him in that category, I guess. Would you, you call it? Would you call uh, the Killers that? Um, yeah, not really, but they're definitely something. What do What do they go into? Are they pop rock? Yeah, a little bit, and then I feel like there's another term that I'm forgetting that would yeah work properly for them. Well, that's a di- that's a different podcast that is not this one, but they were really good. If you're interested in all in that type of music, uh, check out Blind Spot. You can find them anywhere: iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp wherever you want but they're they're really good i i enjoyed it um but other than that mike we we went to a so they played at the middle east which is in cambridge so we went to a different part of cambridge at first to get some foodsies mm-hmm. and we went to this place called bartley's which is a burger joint mm-hmm. michael first of all it had the spray paint Guy Fieri seal of approval on the fucking wall. Oh. So you know it was legit because fucking the Triple D himself was there. My goodness. Uh, but it, just a, a good burger joint. I mean, cash only. I mean, that's another, like, I feel like it's another tell where it's like, oh, it's cash only. You know this is, like, legit fucking burgers here. They don't want a paper trail. Yeah, they don't, they don't want no paper trail. They just got burger trail. Uh, but it was good. I mean, it's a little, you know, it's kind of hidden. Um... I think I think the full name of the place is Bartley's Burger Cottage, and I mean that just sounds quaint. Like you want to go to the Burger Cottage. It sounds greasy. It it sounds like a an estab- It sounds like a a building that should not stay up because of all the grease. I could get on board with that, but the food was fantastic. Uh, burgers were delicious. They had so many to choose from. It was hard to choose, to be honest. I got the Snoop Dogg, um, which was, I think it was smoked ghost pepper cheese, bacon, and, like, whatever. Oh, smoked. I think that's why it was called the Snoop Dogg. I have no idea. Or maybe it just had weed in it. I was enjoying myself for the rest of the night, so quite possibly. Mm. But it was good. But, Mike, the real, I mean, the real shining star here was that not only is it delicious burgers, but if you're a fan of the show or just a fan of Mike and myself in general or know us, you know that we, we do enjoy a good burger, but we also enjoy... A good milkshake. I had no idea where that was going. Mike, the milkshake's there. I got the chocolate chip milkshake, Mike. Chocolate, I'm sorry, chocolate chip cookie milkshake that had, like, real fucking chocolate chip cookies out the oven, crushed up and fucking in there. Oh, wow. Um, I think Jen got, like, the, the fucking uh, apple pie a la mode, which was literally a piece of apple pie in the fucking blender. <laughs> Blend it up. 
get it going. I don't know. It was delicious. Mm. Like, the burgers were good. Do not get me wrong. But I drive back there for the shake before I drove back there for a burger. Wow. If I was ever in that area again, like, I'm going to go to Bartley's. Uh, but we did that, and I was like, oh, fuck, Mike would fucking love this place. Yeah. And then uh, and then after that, we went to the show, which was great. And then after that, we're, like, walking around, like, well, what do we do? What do we do? We ended up at A4, A4 Cade, mm-hmm. uh, which is the hidden, like, arcade bar behind Roxy's Grilled Cheese, which, A, Mike could have got some fucking delicious Roxy's Grilled Cheese, because I know when we got that shit at PAX, you were loving it. it we get the hot and hot bacon, hot honey bacon or something? We eat something like that. I almost got it again. If I didn't, ha- if I haven't, if I didn't already eat, actually, I'm kind of surprised that I didn't eat again. Yeah, that's, like, actually, that's the most surprising part of the story. I'm trying to be a little bit healthier. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to die yet. It's not showing soon, but like not yet. But uh, it, it was fun. I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, you're playing fucking Fortnite. Th- there were there were a lot of elements to it. It, it tries to appease, I think, a lot of different people, uh, which is probably a good business model. Uh, but probably my favorite thing there, there wasn't too much there in the form of arcade or pinball machines that I like needed to play that I don't have access to already. Um, but the thing that I did enjoy was that sitting at the bar, that TV up top that was I'm sure they probably play other games too, but they had Fortnite on. So just like people at the bar were just swapping around Fortnite. And it was fun. Played a couple matches. Uh, I did pretty decent. The first match I played, I got, like, to ninth. Got, like, two or three kills. And when I killed somebody, like, people were, like... I don't know. Like, other people were watching and reacting. So it was, like, a fun... It was, like, a cool atmosphere to be in. For that reason. Like, I, I enjoyed that. Um, which was kind of cool. So I, I would I would probably check it out again at some point. Um... But yeah, I don't know. I was like, all these things kept happening. I'm like, damn, Mike would have fucking probably, Mike would have fucking enjoyed this. Jen got a drink that was like the Rainbow Road. Mm. I don't know what was in it. I took a sip. It was not bad. Mm. Uh, someone else we were with got like a, I actually didn't read the menu, so I don't know if there was alcohol in it or not, but he got a cereal drink. So it had like cereal in it. Okay. I don't know. Interesting. It was, it was a cool place though. I, I like I like what they're trying to do. It was fun. I enjoyed myself, but it was a good night overall. But uh, yeah, enough about all that stuff, Mike. What what uh, what you playing? What you doing lately? What you what you gaming on? Uh, I finally started catching up on my shows. You've been showing it up. So what are you? Where are you? Where are you at? What are you watching? Let's see. Cop and Flash. Cop on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Caught up on New Girl. I feel like I caught up on something else too. Well, there was a few. There was a few days maybe where you didn't have to worry about catching up on Brooklyn Nine Nine. But, but now, I, but now I, you're good. I still had to worry about catching up. It's just that if I caught up. Then I would just have, like, one season. Yeah. Well, so th- that was one of the things I wanted to talk about today, was that... Because there was a few shows that got canceled last week, right? Oh, it was a bloodbath across all the networks. So what else got canceled besides Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Um, what network are we talking about? I mean, anything of note. Okay. I, I know I saw a few things get... get uh, the Twitter was blown up for a lot of things. So, Mostly, Most of what I saw was for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. So Fox canceled Brooklyn Nine-Nine... It canceled Lucifer. Um, it canceled the Mick. Uh, let's see what else. What else? What else? Is it, the Mick the is D show? Yes. From Always Sunny. Yes. I don't know. I forget the actress's name. Uh, Olsen. Her last name was Olsen. A Eli- not Elizabeth Olsen. No. Not Elizabeth Olsen. Um. But yeah. Anyway. Kate yes. Olsen. Yeah, I think. That, I think so. 
Um, yes. So they canceled those three. But they also picked up Tim Allen's Last Man Standing, which... Why? Eh, I don't know. Which okay. network picked it up? Fox. That was an ABC show before, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. And then Fox dropped Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and then NBC ended up resurrecting it. Yes. Quickly after. So my 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 question here is that why? Why did they cancel it? Well, I, there, there's like a lot of things at play here. Why did it get canceled? Why did NBC pick it up? I just like I think that, and I think this is not a secret, and I think other people feel this way. But, like, I think more and more people, TV is slowly dying for them. Like, I don't watch TV, really. Like, there's very few things that are on, like, fucking cable TV that I have to go out of my way to watch. I either don't watch many shows that are on TV or I watch them on some streaming service. Mm -hmm. And I think that networks are slowly moving away from... I mean, we, we know with, like, Fox in particular, with their Disney deal. They're pretty much dumping most of their, like, entertainment assets and keeping news and sports. Mm -hmm. So them dumping a show like Brooklyn Nine-Nine wasn't super surprising to me because it seems like they're trying to just unload things. Um, And I guess I don't really know, in this scenario, if... Like, if they don't renew the show... The show just dies. Does NBC have to pay Fox for the show, or does it just is it just like a free agent and they can pick it up? I, I guess I, I'm not used to this climate of television. Yeah, because I feel like it's kind of a new thing. Um, I don't know exactly how it works. This isn't like new for a show to change networks. You know what? It, you know what it probably is. Sorry to cut you off, but mm-hmm. they probably don't have to pay them for any new seasons if they drop the show. Yeah. But they probably have like if they want if NBC wanted to be like oh we want to also be able to play. Old the old episodes or something, well, maybe. I, I think it's weird now because I think once a show hits about 100 episodes, which Brooklyn Nine-Nine probably already did, there's, like, weird syndication rights. So, like, I think anyone could... Like, I mean, right now, I could watch episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine on TDS. Because they could buy the syndication rights to play it? Yeah, maybe. Weird. I don't know. All that stuff gets kind of weird. But I guess the point I'm getting at is, do we agree that the reason Fox dropped it wasn't necessarily because it was performing badly or not. It was more because they're just trying to get rid of shows. I feel like they're probably recording shows. I mean, I feel like they're probably, like, offloading shows. Yeah. And I think I'd read someone saying that um, it it's probably along the lines of the people... The reason why they picked up, like, Last Man Standing is because they're still sticking with sports for the most part, and, like, the people who might be watching sports might be a fan of Last Man Standing. I don't know. Maybe. Is it a show about sports? No, but I I just think maybe Tim Allen's sensibilities probably... It's it's a it's a very... Well, I, it's a very large assumption that... Conser- it's well, it's I a show that leans towards conservative, conservative values. Views, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I feel like the one clip I know about that show is, like... Tim Allen, like, well, PC. Like, I feel like it was, like, a boat, like, being too PC or something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would make a lot of sense for them to pick up that show because they could fucking run hard with it. They renewed, Fox renewed um, Family Guy and Bob's Burgers. So both of those are 
hanging in there. Well, those, I mean, I think that would just be silly for them to not renew them. Well, I'm They'd just probably surprised. try to sell them, but... I'm surprised Bob's Burgers lasts, because it seems like Bob's Burgers doesn't get a lot of uh, marketing. It's almost like it, it just made us a coast-by... My guess is that, time. again, I don't, I don't watch much TV, definitely not live TV, so I don't know, but my assumption would be the days that they air episodes, new episodes of Family Guy, it must be in the same block of time. Like, it's probably like an animated block. More or less. So it probably just kind of rides in the coattails of Family Guy. Their Sunday nights now are like Simpsons, Family Guy, Last Man on Earth, uh, Bob's Burgers, and I think they moved Brooklyn Nine-Nine to Sundays this season, or somewhere this season. Interesting. I mean, I don't know. It, it Again, it's a weird climate for TV because... And we spoke about this the other day off off the air, but I think that you're in this space where, like, shows that used to be, like, mega popular that were on still, like, cable TV and not, like, Netflix or HBO or something, like The Walking Dead or Breaking Bad, shows of that caliber and that much pull are becoming less and less. Like, The Walking Dead's numbers, I haven't looked it up, but I'm I'm sure they're, like way, way down. Walking Dead's numbers have been going down, but I think collectively people are saying that The Walking Dead just isn't very good. And that's a whole other discussion um, of maybe a show that's been on the air for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you... Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I have seen clips. I haven't watched a lot of it, but from what I've seen, it seems like a more well-written show, where like a show like The Big Bang Theory mm-hmm. is like catered to a broader audience probably not as good writing or as good acting or like more like easier jokes for more people to laugh at does that make sense yeah chuck uh what's his name what's his name chuck um shit i forget the guy who like produces all those shows yeah um he's got it down to a science or people loved his show he loved their big bang theory two and a half men i think that was also him Got some other ones under his belt. Is he also young Sheldon? Does that do well? Because my guess is probably not. I don't know, but I know I saw a commercial the other day. It was like, you know, uh, it was a commercial for young Sheldon. I guess Sheldon in like regular Big Bang Theory is getting married. The like fucking Sheldon Power Hour. Jesus. I don't know. I like maybe part of it is that because I am that I am a nerd. So like when I see anything to do with the Big Bang Theory, anything I've ever seen, I'm like what the fuck is this show? Who is this portraying? I don't know. I just don't... It, it just doesn't sit right with me. Um, I gave up on that show many, many years ago. I so. never gave it a chance. I've Again, I've watched episodes. I've seen clips. I, I don't know who it's for. I don't understand who it's catered to. But it's definitely not to us, which is probably why it's more popular with people that aren't like us. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It, it, it's weird... I don't know what the future of TV shows quotes is because, uh, you know, what we already know that streaming services are taking a big chunk of that. We already know that younger uh, people are not watching TV. I mean, I feel like you and I are at that cusp age where it's like we still watch a little bit of TV, but like anyone younger than us doesn't really watch TV. And watching Twitch, YouTube, or I don't even know if my brother watches. Like I use my brother as a gauge a lot because he's, you know, younger than younger than both of us, obviously mm-hmm. by ten years. So that's like a good gauge to like see what games does he play. 
how does he watch? Like, the only thing that he watches on TV itself is basketball. He watches the NBA. If he could, which I'm sure he could, you could probably buy, like, an NBA subscription, but he's 18 years old, so he's not... I mean, he's not like rolling in dough to spend money on his own service. And why would he? Why would he waste his money on that? Um, but my guess is that at some point he will just migrate to a service that has that instead of being on TV because there's nothing else there for him. I mean, I go to my parents' house and they're watching the news and I don't get my news from the TV. I could fucking care less about that. Um, I don't really get anything from the TV. Like, the only shows that I am watching at the moment are either things that I are off the air and I'm far behind on and need to watch via a streaming service or are on HBO like Silicon Valley or I don't, I don't even know I don't have time for shows and I definitely don't have time for TV TV is holding us hostage with their schedules and their commercial breaks like you're the only one with, with a TV app on your phone I mean I doubt I'm the only one I'm the only one in this room uh, no, Navi's got her own shows, too. Isn't that right, Navi? Meow, meow, meow. Oh, what are you watching now? The Window? <laughs> favorite show. It's the best show. It's live. It's, live. Like, it's IRL stream right there. I don't see anybody, uh... That doesn't matter. She's... Cat vision. They can see other things. They ah. can see, like... You know... Things that we can't... That's what you had said in the first part. <sighs> Anyways, Mike. I don't know. It, it was just... It, it was interesting to me that so many changes with TV shows happened at that time and then it was funny to see NBC pick it back up hmm. I mean I again don't really know what NBC's core lineup is right now but that probably fills a void for them uh, NBC still does comedy so I think right now they've got The Good Place and there was another show that they had another comedy oh Superstore I think I don't know I literally don't know what any of those shows are couldn't tell you what any I've of them are about I've heard really good things about The Good Place and I should start watching it I'm just tired <laughs> And Superstore, I'm surprised it's lasting, but it must be good. So yeah, I'm watching it. Well, well, well. Only time will tell. We'll wait and see to see what keeps happening. And I mean, ABC I, dropped off like nine shows. It was madness. Anything good? Ugh, I don't watch those shows. I mean, you you watched Twenty Four, right? Me no. You didn't. Could have sworn you liked Keith or so. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, my middle name is Keith. That's yeah, about as far as it goes. Okay. Well, he had a show on ABC that got canceled. Um, and then Zach... 24? Bra- no, he's got a new show. Oh. It's, it's, a, it's about, like, there was, like, a, an attack on the U.S. government, right? And he's, like, the one guy that's supposed to be like, all right, just fucking stay in this bunker here in case something bad happens. So something bad happens, and they had to make him president. And he was, like, fucking... I don't know. Before that, he was, like, secretary to, like, a fucking police cop or something um that all sounds terribly boring to me so i in my brain i'm like yeah that got canceled because it sounds like garbage zach braff had a show that got canceled um a bunch of other shows that no one really cared about Hmm. Hmm. it's fun zach braff is one of those uh actors that falls into jen's category of she fucking hates him and there's no real reason why i can see her hating him that one, that's like the one that actually makes sense to me. Wow. He listens to the show, Mike. He's going to be, like, offended by that. He's going to be hurt. Offended by what? I didn't say I hated him. I know, but you said You didn't say you, you hated see... him, but I can see why Jen would hate him. Yeah, but now you're leaving it open for him to interpret, like, well, what's the reason, Mike? What's the fucking reason? Mm-hmm. Was Probably. it fucking, was it, was it Elizabethtown? Is that why? 
No. Garden State? Is that why? Wow. Did you just pick a city in New Jersey and confuse it for the name of that movie? Wait, what's Bataan's a city in New Jersey? I believe I don't know. It is. Isn't it a movie with Orlando Bloom? <laughs> I think I took Garden, Bloom, mixed the two. I think that's what happened. Okay. Well, you see, this is why I hate you. Right. Well, that's very... E- e- hating me is easy. Hating you is easy. Most people do. Like. Yeah. Jen likes you, but she understands why I would hate you. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so we, we uh, on Wednesday, last Wednesday, we were invited to come down to the Boston Uprising meet and greet, uh-huh. which is fun times. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. I was, I was very, very happy to see the turnout of fans that showed up to meet the team. So for those of you who are uninformed... I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you've probably heard us talk about Overwatch many a times. We don't talk about the Boston Uprising as much as we just talk about Overwatch, but Blizzard has the whole Overwatch League. I'm not going to break it down too much, but they have a, 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 a league for the game Overwatch that is more reminiscent of a traditional sports league, where there's teams that are tied to cities, and, uh, you know, there's player... Uh, players' rights, and all these things that that traditional sports tend to have that in the esports realm don't really exist. So there's all these really cool things behind what's going on on that side of things. But for the inaugural season, which is going on right now, they play all of the games in L.A. Is that where it is? L.A.? It's got to be L.A. Yeah, it's somewhere in Cali. Uh, I think it's L.A. So the Blizzard Arena. They play all their games. They all are housed out there. So... Yes, all the teams are tied to cities or countries, but the team is never like you can't. You can go watch the game somewhere or watch it at your home, but you can't go like to Boston Uprising's home turf and watch the game. So the players really haven't. Most of the players actually have never been to Boston before. So it was the first time for a lot of them coming to Boston, and uh, it was you know, again, we're three quarters of the way through the season. It's still doing really well like the seat like the league itself is doing well with viewership and an interest and sponsors picking things up and, and all that um but again i mean it's a little nerve-wracking i would think for all the organizations involved you know each team is owned by s- separate people i think it's a little bit nerve-wracking for them to kind of be like all right we're gonna do this meet and greet with the team like are people gonna show up is this gonna be like a worthwhile thing like you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. that's it's it's still a an unnavigated space like we're in this realm that is like everything the overwatch league is doing for the most part is like new for esports so it's there's a lot of i'm sure trial and error that goes on and there's a lot of things that are up in the air when it comes to like what should we do how should we do it you know whatever blah blah so they they had this meet and greet in the prudential center which if you're not from massachusetts or boston is just a big mall among other things, there's businesses and, and condos and stuff, but it's a big kind of landmark in the city, and they had it in there at the Microsoft store. And when Mike and I showed up for the for the VIP press part in the beginning, there was a line that wrapped like outside the store, halfway down the mall, and then like doubled, like looped up. I don't know what the final like visitor account was, but it was from six to nine for for fans to show up and, and meet people, and I mean it. It was full till the end, for the most part, um, which was pretty great. Um, we had a chance to talk to a lot of the players and, and talk to the coach and uh, some of the people that work for the Uprising. And uh, 
and then some people that worked at Blizzard. So it was, I mean, it was a good time. It was a great event. It was great to see some of the people we already have some connections with at uh, at Craft. But um, yeah, I was just. It, it makes me very happy because I have a lot of faith in the Overwatch League, and I obviously have some, uh, you know fandom for our own home team the boston uprising but it, it makes me really happy to go to this these events and like see a really positive turnout because i feel like it's it's something really positive for esports and it's really positive for like just the video game industry in general so to see like like you're seeing every type of person there people cosplaying uh you're seeing you know older people you're seeing younger people you're seeing kids that are like you know i i had a few conversations with a bunch of different people and you know that were there as fans and i i think you might have been standing there too when 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 jen um from from the uprising was talking to it was a, a mother and her young young son he was you know probably under 10 mm-hmm. and just asking him oh like why'd you come like blah, blah blah and it's like really cool to see like you know this was a young kid that when she asked questions like, oh, did you have sports practice today? And, oh, no, 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 we just did my homework and came here. So it's like, I don't know. The vibe I got was the point of the question was to see if, like, are you a person that's into sports and coming to this? Or are you, like, a kid who likes video games and came to this? So it's just really cool to see to me, like, like I've I've been in places before. I've been in the mall before, like, you know, from growing up to now where there'll be, like, someone from the Patriots or someone from the Red Sox and, like, a line around the fucking block to, like, get an autograph and meet this person. It's really cool to see that for this because there's a lot of people that maybe they don't like sports, but they love video games. Or, you know, like me, I like video games and I like sports. So it's just cool to see these types of things happening for this. Yeah. Um... So I, it, it was a good time. I'm, I'm glad they invited us to come down. Uh, we'll be doing some more things going forward with them in the future. But it was just, it was a good time. Um, fucking Gamzu's the man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's the fucking goat. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have any takeaways, Mike? Or Let's talk about that 10-0 season. <sighs> Ridiculous. I mean, not season, stage. Stage Let's, three. Let's talk about that 10-0 stage. I, so we... we Again, for those of you who are maybe don't follow the Overwatch League or maybe tune in once in a while or whatever, the way that the season is set up is kind of in different stages, and each stage has its own playoff, and then they're all building up to the final grand finals, um, which they just recently announced will be held in New York City, which is kind of cool. So we'll we'll probably be heading down to that uh, sometime in the end of June. But uh, in this current state, basically, Uprising in a nutshell... We were kind of pegged as underdogs, maybe a lower tier team. First two stages, you know, we, we did some work. We didn't do terrible. We, we did some work. But this most recent stage that just finished, stage three, um, we are the first and only team so far to go 10-0, win an entire stage without losing. And we made it to the playoffs of the stage and got to the the championship of the stage and had to go up against New York, who is, I think, the number one ranked team. I think it's, in our division, New York, us, and then I think in... Actually, no. I think it's, in the whole league, it's New York, us, London. Mm -hmm. But because we're in the same division as New York, the overall standings go New York, London, us. So we're in wildcard right now. We're we're still... 
as as long as we don't start going on a losing streak, we should make the the finals no problem. Right. Um, but it was as much as it sucked to lose to New York in the stage three finals. I don't hate just as a Boston native. Like I don't hate the fact that in another sport now we have this just organic rivalry with New York since they not only did they squash us on our undefeated uh, stage, but we're also completely undefeated on Uprising Industries or Volskaya Industries. And granted, we didn't lose the map. We drew. So I don't know how that breaks down. Like, we're still undefeated, I guess, technically. We just got we just drew on there. <laughs> but so, now there's an asterisk. So, and, and it's because of New York. So think about that, Mike. New York squashed our perfect stage and they put a blemish on Volskaya for us. So we get into, and this is, I actually had this conversation with Huck, the coach. I was like, I, you know, I as much as it would have been nice to win the stage, go undefeated, I kind of don't hate going to the finals in New York and serving it right back to the XL. Like that would be, like the that would be the perfect ending to the season, in my opinion. Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah, a lot of money riding on that stupid match. I don't know how much the payout is for the season grand finals. I think for each stage is like one hundred twenty-five thousand. That's a lot. Is that right? I think so. I think I think the the playoff payout for each stage is like one hundred twenty-five grand. That's split a lot. split amongst the team. The I forget what the <clears throat> final the grand finals pays out, but it's a decent like it's it's a decent purse. Like you you want to win. That's a lot of dollar dues. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's how professional sports work too. I don't think it's like as like upfront in your face, but I think that the teams get more money if they win like the World Series or the mm-hmm. or the whatever the oh, yeah. Super Bowl. I, I understand that. Actually, that it one hundred twenty five thousand sounds like a lot for just a stage. Well, you got to think too. I mean, you got you got a lot of things at play here. They got some decent sponsorships with like Omen, HP. Um, Twitch, I don't know how that partnership works out, mm-hmm. but Blizzard Activision has, they've got money too. Um, so I don't know. It's, it was a good time. I'm glad we went down there. It was, uh, it was fun, fun times to be had. But the other thing that I wanted to bring up, Mike, was I don't know if you saw this. I mean, you may have saw some of it, but uh, Walmart, I think, was the biggest culprit. I think some Amazon stuff showed up too, but... Walmart leaked a bunch of E3 games. Did you see this? Uh, I they were all like black boxes with like the title written on. Yeah. Them. Yes. So some of it was like whatever, like Metro Prime Four was one of the games, and we know that's in the works, so it's not like a big deal. And I don't think they put release dates or anything, but it was just weird to see all these things show up. Um, but there was some stuff that we don't know about, and obviously we don't know if it's true or not yet. But Rage Two. Rage Two is one of the big ones. People are kind of freaking out about, it, and it's funny because. Um, the developer and and Bethesda, you know, had a little fun on Twitter with it, um, which was just funny to me. But then there was a few other things that popped up that are getting people really excited, like the Division Two. Cool. I actually didn't. I didn't hate the Division. I just after I finished the main game, I played a little bit of the post game stuff, and I was like, ah, you feel like Destiny again, and I got kind of bored. Um, Splinter Cell which has been rumored for a little bit. I think Amazon leaked something a few months ago that made people question, like, is Splinter Cell coming back? So that would be something that people would get really excited about if that came back. Um, Last of Us 2, which we kind of already knew was cut in the works anyway. Mm. Uh, Just Cause 4. You know, Some of these things are things that, like, just 
don't surprise us. Like Smash Five, we know that's happening. I mean, Smash Five probably gonna drop this year. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So it's officially Smash Five now, is what you're telling me? No, it said Super Smash Brothers Switch. All right, so Smash Five. It's Smash Five. Um, but Lego DC Villains—that was something I didn't know about. I don't know if it was common knowledge. Beyond Good and Evil Two—that's we all knew about that. Dreams, Rage Two, big one. People were kind of freaking out. Final Fantasy Seven Remake—we knew that was coming. New Destiny DLC, which I don't think was common knowledge, which I'm sure we can all assume we were getting more DLC for that. And then this is the part that kind of confuses me, is that there was two listings for Assassin's Creed. One of them for Assassin's Creed Origins DLC, and then one of them for just Assassin's Creed. Now, I thought that Assassin's Creed was taking some time. So it used to be an annualized series where every year we would get one in the holiday time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last, not Origins, but I think Unity and then whatever the other one was, that the last two that came out, people were kind of like, uh, like not about it. It was, it was not good for the series. There was a lot of launch issues. People were getting kind of, I think probably a little bit of fatigue with the series too, but it, the games were launching and not doing well. So I think Ubisoft did a smart thing, which was, you know what, we're going to pull back. We're not going to make this an annualized series anymore. We're going to kind of figure out what the next game needs to be and take our time with it, which is what they did with Origins, and Origins did really well. Um, so I thought that they were going to just continue to add more Origins for now and not do a new game every year. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if we get DLC for Origins and a new game. Maybe we'll get a new game announcement, but not a new game yet. Mm-hmm. So we'll see with that. Um, did it say what console that was going to be for? Um, I think... I think they were listed as just, like, some of them had, like, Xbox box art. Some of them had PlayStation. I don't think it said the console. Um, I'm not really sure because I'm pretty sure it all got pulled off the internet. And then the other two things that were kind of funny were Forza Horizon 5, Mm -hmm. which most people can speculate is we get a Forza Motorsport one year, and then the year after we get Horizon, so it goes back and forth. Last year we got Motorsport. This year, if we got another one, it would be Horizon. But it put down Forza Horizon 5. Forza Horizon 4 has never come out. So it's just funny that that was a thing. Oh, shit. And then uh, Gears of War 5, which I think people could assume was there. And then probably the biggest, besides Rage, I don't know why people are making such a big deal about Rage, but Borderlands 3, mm-hmm. which from things that I've gathered through interviews and stuff like that, has been a thing that's kind of quietly being worked on, but they weren't ever, they're not ready to make an announcement. I wouldn't be surprised if if they drop that bombshell at E3. I don't think it's a game that's ready to come out this year, though, or maybe it is. Who knows? That's a nice sweatshirt. Thank you. Comfy? Yeah, somewhat. It was free 99 Oh, got that dough money. What's the thing next? Oh, I see. Oh, shit, Mike. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you want to make of any of that stuff. I mean, it's definitely not new for retailers to leak things. Yeah. Like, nothing you listed was anything... Like, earth-shattering. If I knew about it... uh, Let's see. How do I phrase this? Basically, I don't care about anything you listed. I think that's what it boy it breaks down to. Like uh, Smash 5. Yeah, but I already knew about it. Yeah. So, nothing yeah. you listed the, the that I didn't stuff, know about, yeah. I care about do you think that there's anything to make of this? Like, do you think this is a true a true leak? Like, all these things that were not previously announced are going to be announced? Like, 
I, it, it like Gears of War Five doesn't surprise me. Forza Horizon, a sequel, because I'm not gonna say five because they didn't have four yet, do, doesn't surprise me. Um, another game in the Lego series doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Rage Two is a little surprising, but yeah, I also don't really particularly care about that. Mm. We knew about the most of the stuff. Tell me about Knack Three. If Knack Three was in the list, Mike, you better believe it would be at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, Borderlands Three, which again I've. I've always expected it to be a thing, and I've kind of, through different interviews, have heard rumblings of it. Um, I don't know. And the Splinter Cell leak might be news to some people and get some people excited, but I it already got leaked a few months ago on Amazon, so it's... I don't know. I feel like we always, leading up to E3, get little tidbits leaked through a retailer or some other, like, you know... Yeah. Someone taking a screenshot of somebody's laptop on a fucking train or something mm-hmm. so I, I there's i don't know I, i've seen a couple of different ar- articles this week though talking about how we like we should stop being so secretive with things like this and like developers and publishers should be more upfront about like games that are being worked on i it was they made a lot of interesting points and i actually agreed with some of it but overall like i don't know i I don't want to get down the road of, like, movie stuff where it's like, yeah, we know that a new movie's coming out and they're going to continue to show us trailers and, like, in some cases sometimes you feel like you know too much about the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to start... I don't want to start getting that way about games. Like, I don't want to start... It's a little bit different because, you know, you're... I don't know. The medium is very different. The medium is very different, so it's not, like, a one-to-one comparison. It, but it was an interesting topic. I, I, I definitely am going to dive a little bit deeper to that, into that, probably put up an article on the website, just kind of d- deciding how I feel about that topic. Uh, but I, I thought it was an interesting thing to touch on. Um, but outside of that, what do you think about... Uh, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I literally just had a brain fart and I forgot the sentence that I was going to say. Ooh, that brain fart stinks. What, what, what? There was a game that we brought up. Rage 2? Not Rage 2. Fuck Rage 2. Oh, I don't know. Um, oh, that, that's, it was Smash 5. Obviously. So, I don't want to go too heavy on this because we have a guest coming on soon that we're going to have kind of a dedicated Smash Nintendo E3 episode for. Fucking Sakurai himself. We're not that lucky, but it is someone who knows their shit too, so it'll be a fun episode. Um, Let's just say she's a cool cat. Let's just move on from that one. Well, I I get it. it. Yeah, some people people get it. I get it, and I just didn't like it. Some people get it. Anyways, so moving on to Smash 5. Mm -hmm. Nintendo recently put out a lot of details about their online service. And I don't think we talked about this on a previous episode. Uh, I don't remember. So they basically outlined how some of the service is going to work. And I don't really want to talk too much about the service itself because it, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm 20 bucks. I'm going to spend the money on it. Like, mm-hmm. People are m- making arguments about, oh, cloud shaves should just be something that comes with it. But I, I don't really care. It's 20 bucks. Like, It's cheaper than all of the other platforms that offer you not much anyway you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um 
So it, it's going to cost you 20 bucks for you to be able to play online with your friends or whatever. Is their online infrastructure going to change? Hopefully. They didn't really outline too much of it. It's going to come with 20 NES games to start, and they're going to build off of that. People are making a big deal because the virtual console, blah, 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 blah. I, again, why? Why are you freaking out about it? Like, if if the virtual console doesn't come back as the virtual console and instead you pay 20 bucks for a service and over time it's just a library digitally that builds for you, that's fine with me because I'm sure they're going to add games to it that I probably normally wouldn't spend the money on and then be like, you know what, I can now play this. I mean, I never, maybe I never played it before. I don't, I don't hate the model. I also, at this point, like, if they put out a virtual console, yes, I'm going to buy the same games over and over again. I'd be happy doing that because I like these games and I love to play them. But if they don't add that feature, it's I'm fine with what this seems to be in its base state. Hmm. If it just continues to build over time, and instead of how like Microsoft has games of gold, where every month they have a different four games that you can download, and if you download them, they stay tied to your account, and then they switch every month. I like that model too. PlayStation has a similar thing with, with PlayStation Plus. If Nintendo's route is just going to be building a digital library for you out of retro games... For $20? Okay. Like, that's fantastic. I don't think that's something to be mad about. I, I think that there, we're in a state now where you have... The virtual console was something that was remarkable. Probably a little bit too successful, but not as profitable as it was successful. Where, like, it launched this service that allowed you to download amazing games from all of these different consoles. But game development isn't necessarily like drag and drop this file to the Switch and we're good to go. So mm. like there's still some development, I'm sure, in work that needs to go on right. to port these things to the console. So obviously that A, costs money, and mm. B, takes time. Um, and it, you know, it probably didn't shatter any crazy sales records or like whatever but because of that interest and people being able to gauge that interest it's why we still have Capcom putting out Mega Man Legacy collections and you know other people putting out other collections and Nintendo seeing that they can release a classic retro NES with the built in games and sell that to you for $80 like those things they probably look at it as, wow, we can make so much more money doing this. Why would we do this? Is it consumer-friendly? Probably not. But at the end of the day, they're a business, and we're dumb consumers, and we're going to spend our money. And that's ultimately how most of these companies are making their decisions is, you know, I, I we posted an article this week on the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, and somebody commented on it saying, like, oh, really? How many times have they re-released these games again? And in my head, I'm like, Okay, well, for one, A, I can now play a lot of these Street Fighter games on my current console, so that makes me happy. And B, they wouldn't make them anymore if people didn't fucking buy them. So it's like, clearly people want to buy them. I have my own thoughts on HD remakes and remasters and stuff like that and, and how they're... I think we've moved away from it, but there was definitely a point of this console generation where it was like very HD remaster heavy. Um, and I'm happy that we've kind of moved away from that. But at the end of the day, again, these are all businesses, and if they're going to make them and people are going to buy them, 
then they're going to keep making them because you're spending money on them. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it'll be interesting to see how that evolves over time. But the reason I brought up the Nintendo online service right. was that they gave it a release, loose release time of September. I don't think they attached like a date, a day to it, but they said September. Mm-hmm. If I'm at Nintendo and I'm like, all right, we have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, we have Splatoon 2, we have ARMS, we probably have a few other games that are, you know, a little bit more heavily integrated with online interaction. We're going to launch this service, though, on the lower end of, of being expensive. It's going to now make people who were playing for free have to pay us money to play online. Do we launch this with a punch? Are we getting smashed in September, Mike? Mm, that still seems very early to me, but I mean... Well, we know we're getting smashed this year. They already said it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's coming out this year. And if we look at a breakdown of... And this is like a rough breakdown because I, I didn't look up current release dates of stuff, but like this month we have Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. Next month we have... What's next month? June? I don't know what's in June. I know we have a, a major Splatoon update slated for the summertime, mm-hmm. which will be probably a core part of what Nintendo themselves is putting out. Um, we have other titles like the newly announced Monster Hunter Generations is coming to Switch over here. So that will be an online title. Uh, I think the release date of that was August. Um, and then we have Dark Souls, which has some online interaction. And then we don't know too much else about what's coming later in the year, unless I'm forgetting something. I may be forgetting something. I apologize if I am. But if we're going to launch an online service in September, I feel like they would need to launch a game with it, only to justify people spending money all of a sudden. Because if you bought a Switch last year in March and bought Mario Kart you know, shortly after that, and you've been playing Mario Kart Online for free this whole time, you might feel a little burned. Right. You know, a year and a half later, all of a sudden, now you got to fork over money. But if something like Smash dropped on the same week, the same day, mm-hmm. you might not feel as, like, bothered by dropping the extra 20 bones to get the online service. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm a bad choice because if it were me just hopping into this... I'd be like, well, I can play locally right now. I don't have any specific need to play online. Smash online. It'll okay. be nice, but I I definitely don't need to. You live like fucking five minutes away from me. If I was like, hey, I want to no, play. No, I understand that. But like, take yourself out of the equation. Because mm-hmm. for me, it's a no-brainer. Like, yeah, I want to be able to play Smash online day one. I don't care. Like, oh, there's new characters. Fucking day one, two. I d- highly unlikely, but still. Like, whatever, whatever it is, like, I want it. Like, it's 20 bucks. I, that's fucking nothing. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with that. 20 bucks a year? That's fucking nothing. Um, but I think that for people... I, I think there just needs to be a game that launches in September then. That utilizes online functionality in a major way. Right. Um, and if we look at Nintendo's lineup for the rest of the year, there's some holes. We know a Yoshi game is supposed to be coming. Is that going to be heavily online integrated? Probably not really anything at all. What do we know that's coming from third parties? Not too much. Allegedly a Call of Duty something. So that would be something that would do it. But yeah. that's not launching until October, I believe. So 
there's a gap and there's something that needs to fill that gap. The major Splatoon update could be part of it, but is that going to, again, burn Splatoon players who've been playing Splatoon for the past year? You know what I mean? I feel like there needs to be a game that launches in September to kind of feel like a justifiable reason. Because if they just drop the online service, and granted it was something that they had talked about in the past, and we were supposed to get this much sooner. So theoretically, because they pushed it off, you you were supposed to start paying for it in January. Mm-hmm. I think it was the initial launch date. It was like, January, we're going to have Nintendo Online, you're going to pay for it. And then they kept pushing it. Um, I, I just think that to feel justified to consumers because again we have to strip ourselves out of this because like you said you it doesn't matter to you you know whatever I drive over to your house to play Smash yeah for me I don't care because it's like super low entry price like like I just bought a PlayStation 4 Pro mm-hmm. and I bought Street Fighter 5 with it and mm-hmm. God of War and Persona 5 and Gravity Rush 2 but Street Fighter 5 I want the online component because I want to be able to play with Joe and Mike. But I'm not trying to drop fucking 60 bones on PS4 Pro or whatever it is when it's like in my head, am I going to fucking use it? Like, am I going to use it past Street Fighter? Am I going to only play Street Fighter for a little while? Like, is this is this viable to me? But if it was 20 bucks for a year, that's a no fucking brainer. So I think the price is low enough that it's like not going to affect too many people. But I do feel like there's going to be people that are like, what else am I going to play on this? Call of Duty doesn't come to Switch. Battlefield doesn't come to Switch. Battlefront 2 is not on Switch. Like, a lot of these marquee Destiny isn't on Switch. Overwatch isn't on Switch. All these things that people would no-brainer be like, yeah, I'm spending the 20 bucks because I can play this on the go, online, whatever. I just, I think it was, I think, I think they accidentally, by giving it a date, gave us the smash date. Uh, maybe. We we already know that E3 is going to be heavily smash. Mm-hmm. But we know we're getting something else. There's going to be another marquee title that drops for them in the, in the holidays. Oh, there you go. It's Pokemons. If, if Pokemon Poke- drops Pokemons this year... Is the is the is the online service seller. Well, yes and no. I mean, Smash, smash to at this point is... Like, I think I've mentioned this before. I would say Smash is, like, their new Mario Party, as in terms of, like, their spin-off series that's the most popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, well, let me, let me take that back. Let me walk that back for a oh, second. Oh, you forgot about Mario Mar- Tennis? Yeah. Mario Kart is easily their, like, marquee spin-off title. Smash, I think, now is above everything else, where you could argue at certain points in time Mario Party was. I don't think that's the case anymore. I mean, hey, okay, Mario Party. Could be the game. I just think maybe it's not Smash, but I think that there has to be a game that launches in September. Maybe one of the E3 announcements, which I think is going to happen, is Animal Crossing. Maybe we get Animal Crossing in September. That's a nice window for that. That's a good time. It's before a lot of these big AAA games drop, like Call of Duty and the Battlefield expansion and Red Dead Redemption 2. It's a completely different type of game than all those. So it's a completely different, like, even if it's someone like me who maybe plays both, it's away from that so it allows me to dig into Animal Crossing um I literally didn't even think about that until now Animal Crossing would be a title I, I just think there has to be a title that launches yeah, in September probably. And, and if it's not Smash what could it be 
Uh, Overwatch. There you go. Listen, if that would that that would suffice. That would if they did that, like that's a day one per Jeff Kaplan, fucking Reggie. That's a day one purchase. Like you put Overwatch on Switch in September. That's a day one purchase. Congratulations, you just took eighty of my dollars. Eighty dollar reduce. Cause sixty for the game and twenty for the service. And you know what? If the Battle.net accounts don't cross over and I don't have all my stats and all my fucking skins, I'm probably gonna buy like eighty loot boxes. So congratulations, you just made even more money, Jeff. Walk it to the bank, deposit that shit in your fucking Blizzard account. Yeah. <sighs> just Fuck made him a wealthy man. I did, see, and that's the funny thing too is I didn't even my brain didn't even go third party because there's definitely a third party game that they could decide to drop in that window. And that yeah, third party would probably be good. Um, it would have to be like one of them shooty games that the kids all love. Well, yeah, I mean Overwatch would would do it. Overwatch would be fantastic. The Call of Duty is, I believe, October. And though it is rumored to be coming to Switch, it's not going to be the full game. But now we'll we'll pivot off of Nintendo because we're going to have another episode soon about Nintendo. But we'll pivot off that and, and kind of go into Call of Duty for the remainder of the episode. So I don't know if you saw this. Is that Call of Duty, the new the newest installment, Black Ops 4, is dropping single player. Yeah, well, Were you aware of this? Uh, no, I don't think so. So, as a as a gamer myself, I don't typically or tend to play Call of Duty games. I just, I don't... If it was in my system, and I didn't pay for it, I would gladly play it. But I don't... I've bought Call of Duty games in the past, and they never stick for me. Like, Todd... Well, actually, I think Todd's kind of fallen off Call of Duty, too. But Todd used to always be like, get Call of Duty, we'll play it, we'll play it, we'll play it. And I'll buy it. And, like, I get so bored of it so quickly, and he'll still play it, but I'm just like, Call of Duty's not for me. It's too arcadey. It's too, like, I don't know. I, it's just, it's not the game for me. And that's fine. It's not meant for me. Um, but then some people are, like, heavily all about the campaign, the single player in Call of Duty. And for me, personally, Call of Duty was, like, if I ever bought or played a Call of Duty, it was only for the multiplayer. Like, I could care less about the story. Um... So they've recently announced that they're dropping the, the single player, which is, you know, to some people, like, oh shit, like another, like, triple A franchise or another tr- big company is kind of moving away from the single player games. This is bad for the industry. And whether you want to make that argument or not, you have to look at the past year and a half of video games and it, that easily... That, that argument should disappear because are we getting less single-player games? Yeah, but if you look at triple-A single-player games that came out in the past year and a half, you're talking about Breath of the Wild, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Nier Automata, Persona 5, all these games that people are saying are arguably oh, Wolfenstein 2, you know, some of the best games they've played in a long time, or if not, the best for those series. So, as much as, you know, some people are scared that single-player games are going away, I think that as long as the right people are still making good single-player games, if we get less of them, maybe that's sad, but if the ones we get are good, like the ones I just named, maybe there's less to be sad about. 
You don't have to worry about, you know, playing a subpar single-player game when there's these amazing options for you instead. Um, but the interesting thing about the Call of Duty thing is they're dropping single-player, but there's a rumor that they're working on a Battle Royale mode. So it would seem to me as though they're trading out single-player for Battle Royale mode, which would mean that there's the traditional multiplayer, zombies, and then Battle Royale. So it would be really interesting to see if that is the route that Call of Duty is going to take going forward. I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Uh, well, I feel like, personally, I'm a, I'm a big fan of single-player. Mostly because I don't like people. It's easy for me to play games by yeah. myself. Um, and I don't like the idea, despite the fact that, you know, I put X amount of hours into Overwatch, a game with absolutely zero single-player. Yeah. Um, I don't like the idea that you have to have, like, say, an online account to play these games. Because you would need one if you have to hop online to play any part of the game. Yeah. Um... And I don't like that it, it seems like there's like a precedent being sent. Like you're saying, you know, we still have these good single-player games. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, every year you could probably argue that, well, you know, these guys are going to stop doing that and focus on multiplayer. I mean, I don't see it happening with, like, say, Legend of Zelda because there's never been a multiplayer aspect to that game to begin with. Yeah. Right, four swords, but four swords. other than that, no, okay. the game is is primarily meant for one player. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll always have like a single player. Yeah, there'll still be single player games, but it seems like they're just dwindling, and at some point we may end up with none of them. I don't think we'll ever end up with none. And none the, is and, an extreme. And the other thing too is this: you have to think of, you know, like like I just said is. I mean, Call of Duty is kind of a bad example because I don't typically play Call of Duty, but let's use Overwatch. Mm. If Overwatch added a single player, would it necessarily be something, like, of note? You know what I mean? Like, is it... <sighs> I mean, I might enjoy the story. People always love hearing about that Overwatch lore and that yeah, I mean, experience. Yeah, I mean, maybe that would be the only good thing about it. I mean, yeah. again, I don't have no idea. Maybe they add a single player at some point and it's fantastic, cool. But... The game, like, the core of that game is clearly, like, rooted in competitive or, you know... Multiplayer, yeah. Multiplayer, you know, team-based, working together, you know, to, mm-hmm. to fulfill an objective. So, I don't, I don't hate that Call of Duty is, like, going away from that and going, you know what, like, majority of our player base... Or maybe I'm wrong, maybe, maybe they don't even have access to this analytic, I have no idea, but maybe they're looking at it in a way as... The majority of our player base, player base buys this for that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, it's super expensive to develop this single-player component, and maybe they have access to how many hours or how many people actually play the single-player, and maybe they look at, it costs us, you know, X million dollars to make this, and, you know, 75% of the people who buy this game don't even touch it. Why are we doing that? Like... Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll lose some users by getting rid of it, but if we can maximize the people that are playing it by doing this, I mean, granted, if they do add a Battle Royale mode, they're going to get more people to play their game. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe they steal some PUBG Fortnite people, which would be a huge boon if they're pulling in people who maybe typically don't buy Call of Duty, but they love Battle Royale, and they're like, okay. So is it an even trade? Is it more or less than the single-player component? Who knows? But, I mean, it's definitely, of all of the games that are going to drop single-player and add another multiplayer mode, Call of Duty is the least surprising to me. Yeah, that makes sense. I'd be more concerned if, say... Assassin's Creed when all multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, something like That'd that. Be weird. So I don't know. It's again, we're we're in a. I mean, we're in a. You you have to look at just the trend in what is happening in gaming right now. Where, I mean, for the past few years, games as a service is a is a thing that that companies are moving towards because, you know, they can release a game either as free or maybe at a lower price point. And, you know, through however, whether it's, you know, loot boxes or or whatever it is, you know, they're making money off of people spending money playing the game over long durations of time. So you have to, I mean, again, this comes back to the releasing HD remakes. If you like single-player games, you need to go buy single-player games because that's the one true way for a developer or publisher to see like to see the interest and it's if a game makes money then they will make more of it if people aren't buying single player games they're not going to make more of them because they're not making money so i don't know it's it'll be an interesting e3 to say the least uh which is encroaching it's under under a month at this point rolling on up to the old e3 but thank you for listening to this week's episode episode 87 and uh, as always, Mike, you can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController, and on Twitter and Instagram at PassController. Uh, and this week's episode was also sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these scrum diddly treats. And if you do head down there, let them know Path the Controller sent you. And, uh, actually, I'm trying to think when this episode will air. It should air with time. So if you, coming up on this upcoming Wednesday, May 17th, I believe, can you check that for me, Mike? Uh, this is Wednesday yeah. the 17th. From, from 8 to 10 at BitBar in Salem, Massachusetts, we will be hosting... Jackbox Party Night, which we do once That's a month. the 16th. Wednesday Six, 16th. Okay, so sorry. May 16th is this upcoming Wednesday. Um, if you listen to this episode in time, you can come on down to Salem, hang out with us at Bit Bar, play some Jackbox, drink some local beer. Uh, down the Road is going to be sponsoring this this event with us. We'll have some prizes. It'll be great. There'll be some good Down the Road to drink, among other local breweries. And uh, yeah, it's always a good time. If you can't make it or you don't live near or you live in another state or another country, don't worry. You can join us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash passcontroller and play along there. Uh, and yeah, thanks for listening to this week's episode. And if you don't already, make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And even if you don't listen to us on iTunes, if you have an iTunes account and you can take one minute just to leave us a review, it would be super appreciative. It really helps us grow the podcast helps us grow our audience and it helps us and allows us to do things you know that we are continually doing more and better things and you know your support in that way allows us to get and do more things so we really appreciate it if you do and again thank you for listening to this episode